Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Welcome back to Renegade Performance Radio. I'm your host, Zach Knopfling, here with the G-Wizzy, Callum Gifford. Hello. Today we are talking about comparison. So comparison via social media and comparing yourself to other people in the gym at the same time, which is extremely common, uh, particularly in CrossFit gyms. Very, very common. And so, uh, see, kick us off um, in this in the context of like social media and um, CrossFit gyms. What do you feel like comparison is? How would you kind of describe it to start with? Um, well, I mean, the, def- the definition that I've written down here of comparison it refers to the process of examining the similarities and differences between two or more things, ideas, or entities, which is, as Zach just said, pretty common um, in the social media um, era that we're in right now and within the gym as well. Um, and I guess it's just in a nutshell as an athlete comparing yourself to what other people are doing in regards to their training um, the numbers they're hitting the skills they'll be able to or they're able to perform on the rig whatever they're doing whether it be on the floor just anything in particular um, and fitness and obviously um, as crossfitters this can be a, a really motivating tool or thing to have help us on our journey but it can also have major major negative effects and adverse effects to uh, us as athletes progressing um, on this journey. Yeah so if we think about uh, CrossFit as a whole and you look at it from like its original way that it was operated which was the leaderboard. Um, The leaderboard in the gym, the leaderboard on the CrossFit Open and competitions right it's all about comparison yes and so why is it a bad thing? Because, like, for example, like when, when we started CrossFit, we'd all put up our times at the end of the day in a workout, or, like, you're doing the open and you're literally paying money to compare yourself yeah. to other people. Why is it a bad thing when you're doing it in your training and your day-to-day life, all of that type of stuff? Well, just on that, it's interesting because we always talk about how this training in CrossFit is a, is a personal journey, yet you're right, since the advent of... Um, CrossFit as a sport, it's been about comparison, and you're right, we pay, you know, $30 American a year to compare ourselves to mm. 150 other, thousand other people around the world, Yeah, um, which is completely the opposite to what we're kind of talking about here, which mm. is quite interesting. Yeah, so it's like, it's, that's where probably a bit of the um, struggle comes, right, is there's so many aspects of CrossFit which are about comparing yourself, mm. but there's the negative aspects, which then, if you do do it... So if you do compare yourself and the negative aspects affect you, yeah. it's going to then affect your ability to compare yourself on the leaderboard yeah, well. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And, and want to keep doing the sport yeah. as a whole, which is, you know. Okay. So why do you feel like some of the, what are your main reasons why you don't want athletes to be comparing themselves on a day-to-day basis? So let's talk a hypothetical situation. Uh, an athlete contacts you and they're worried about their where they're at right now and their mm-hmm. journey compared to say a competition that's coming up yeah. maybe it's the open that's coming up soon or whatever um, why is that a thing that you don't want the athlete to do I feel um, first of all as we've just said we'll kind of mention the whole 
premise of doing the sport is about you and your personal growth and getting better as an individual athlete. And I feel like doing that all the time, so the comparison thing all the time, um, can lead to a lot of stuff we're going to talk about negative effects shortly, but um, having a negative effect on training in regards to I'm not where I should be because of this other person, I am unable to do this and this person can, all that kind of stuff. And when competitions are coming up, that's probably the worst thing that you can think about or do. And I think a lot of people forget that Instagram, particularly social media, is a highlight reel of what people are actually wanting to post rather than what they're actually capable of. And so Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so you're saying it puts people in a negative state about be, yes. their training and about their ability. Yeah. And then the negative state that they get into, that affects their performance, would you say? I... It probably doesn't affect their performance when they're actually in the workout, but I think the mindset leading into training sessions and you know weeks leading into competitions and stuff like that, I think it can have a major effect on that. Um, you know, a lot of anxiety mm. and um, performance anxiety and stuff based around that stuff can have an effect. Probably not so much on training, but their negative thoughts around the training sessions and stuff. But research does show that like if you're suffering from like high levels of anxiety and stress, that your recovery is going to be hindered. Um, and that's going to affect things like yeah. your sleep, um, and so uh, everything interacts, right? The mind interacts with the with the training, which yeah. interacts with the gut, which interacts with mind, and all it's all connected. Yes. And so, okay, so that's one of the, the negative effects. What else? Um, uh, like, let's talk about some of the other negative things that you feel are problematic about comparison. Um, all of that stuff that we've just mentioned, particularly. Um, I think body image issues are a major one as well, like mm-hmm. especially for um, female athletes. And yeah. I think in that regard, there's so many influences around and they can have such a positive effect on people, but also a really detrimental negative effect on that side of things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I feel like the biggest, one of the biggest issues, and it's something that I've come across recently, is the attitude of what's the point as in um i see people posting scores and times and lifts and stuff like that and i'm not there so what's the point of me uh continuing on doing this Mm. or trying to chase this goal of getting to a competition Mm. or you know i'm never going to be at that level because this person's so far ahead of me and they're at this level does that make sense yeah that makes sense so i think that's the biggest thing that i'm kind of dealing with as a coach at the moment Mm. so like it's it's quite interesting like um if you think about it from the perspective of the earlier days of crossfit and i'm going to say that say five six ten years ago it was easier to probably make things like the semi-finals and Mm. Potential games, maybe not so much because it's always been a very, very tight field. But like to get to that sort of second tier, high level athlete, um, your your chances of getting there were probably higher than they are uh, these days, these right? Hundred percent. Yep. Um, and so people had more hope back then. Mm. And so you're saying now you feel like athletes are starting to have less hope based on what they're seeing through social media yeah i would say so yeah for sure and and on that note i I feel like to be honest if if speaking from personal experience um we didn't have a lot of social media stuff it was kind of just 
um, starting to boom in 2014, 15, 16. And you're making us sound real old by saying yeah, social media wasn't around no. when we went across that. Instagram, I remember my, <laughs> I started my Instagram account in 2014. But, I'm actually um, gutted about that because like, I would have had so many mean highlight reels when I was like, so many. Yeah. <laughs> super would, fit, well, super jacked. The point I'm trying to get at is I wouldn't have any highlight reels at all. And if I was using social media as a gauge, I would have given up a long, long time before uh, we ever got good at CrossFit because I wasn't anywhere near... Uh, the ability or quality of some of these other people that are posting stuff now and even back then and so, so it was kind of a blessing to not have any idea oh, 100% not have any idea where your competitors were and to just kind of focus on yourself right and, and, yeah and the ignorance is bliss as they say like we were we had no idea where we were at in comparison and the first time you'd know would be the first open workout right? yeah yeah 100% or getting onto the competition floor or going overseas and seeing people in real life for the first time um that's actually, yeah, when we think about it like that, I actually, I haven't thought about it like that, that we didn't have um, that same exposure that athletes do have now. Mm. And that was probably, in, in our case, especially because, um, especially in the first year when we were underdogs, we had no one, we had nothing to see, nothing to tell us that we weren't good enough or to make us think that we weren't good enough. Mm. Um, it was and, a blessing. And so because we didn't have that, we then just focused on ourselves and stayed in our own lane, did the work, worked on what we needed to work on, um, and then built and built and built. And it was that nonstop action of only focusing on where we were at that allowed us to never doubt ourselves mm. or to doubt ourselves significantly less yeah. because we weren't exposing ourselves to, to those um, environments which were causing negative effects. Yeah. It's interesting now looking back on that. I haven't really ever thought of it from kind of that, that perspective. No, and I've only been thinking about it personally within the last couple of weeks when I've been um, talking to um, you people. Know, diff different yep. types of people, yeah, in regards to that. So mm. it's, um, it's quite interesting. And, and I, d I literally said to someone the other week, if, I, if we had social media uh, back when we were competing in 2014 and 15 and it was as prevalent as what it is today, I definitely would have been, mm. uh, there would have been a lot of self-doubt. Yeah, because the only time now I think about it, I'm thinking back to that stuff that I would have posted, um, and the only place that it was getting posted were to friends on Facebook, mm. and so mm. your social media exposure was your friend group, and at that time, if you're not friends with the other athletes, which at a lot of the time we weren't because we hadn't been to many major comps or anything like that. Um, then and when you weren't friends on Facebook, then you had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and I think it was potentially even a little bit different back then as well because a lot less sponsorship deals, um, a lot less uh, demand mm. on athletes to be posting to create brands, personal yeah. brands, and awareness about who they are. Which is this is all great stuff. Like this is the positive side of it. Yeah, like of course. That athletes can can make some money or at least um, fund their training, yes. and so they have to post these like highlight reels and uh, look good for the, on the camera. Yeah. But then it, the negative effect is the people who are watching, watching it and it letting sure. it affect them. Yeah, and going, hey, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck. And so let's talk about that. Like, so the stuff that does get posted, if all of these athletes that are this is so this is mainly referring to high level athletes. Yes. Um, they're the ones that are posting up and putting out their, their highlight reels in the hope that some brand will see one of their posts that might go, might go viral or pick them up and yep. then they'll, they'll get a protein sponsorship or a grip sponsorship or something like that. And that's awesome. Like, 
dope them, they get their 10 percent discount code or whatever that goes towards them and that it helps them. But then, so people watching it then have to realize that the stuff that's been posted is exactly that, yeah, is exactly as the, as the highlight reel, it's yeah. the advert of themselves showcasing what they're capable of doing. Yeah. It's, the, it's the movie trailer. Everybody's watched a movie trailer, like particularly of like a comedy movie, and you know that once you've watched that movie trailer or a comedy movie, you've seen mm. every single funny bit that's in the movie, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. pretty much tell the entire storyline. Yeah, um, sure. And so like that's what someone's Instagram reels are. Yeah, um, just on that, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, no. but um, we were, we were going to not mention any names, but I will mention one. Um, a lot of people message me often and compare themselves to Gabby. Um, now, Gabby is one of our athletes, and she is incredibly strong, and a lot of her social media is of some of her big lifts, and... I constantly get messages from other females, not not necessarily females that I train, um, worried that they're not strong enough or wondering if they should be doing more strength work or comparing mm. themselves to Gabby. What they don't see is um, how hard Gabby has been working on the stuff that she's not good at, um, mm. which is her gymnastics work and her capacity work and stuff in the background. And it's exactly what you're talking about. She has sponsors that she is um, fulfilling needs for, um, particularly, uh, you know, her sponsors like Reebok and Frog Grips and stuff. So she's posting up things that are going to um, help her in that regard. Mm. And, you know, she's not going to post up videos of her struggling through her conditioning workouts because she's trying to get her fitness back because she's been sick and all that kind of stuff. So... Does anybody um, want to watch that? Maybe. Would it make people feel better? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Would it get many views? Probably, Probably not. not. Probably not. <laughs> and yeah, so it's exactly. A, so the point we're getting at. It's, it's a highlight reel. Yeah. And then, so let's say you're a lower level athlete. So you're a, you're new at a CrossFit, or you're at that sort of scaled intermediate level, um, but you're in the pursuit of kind of getting to that RX, that elite level. Um, same sort of negative effects, I suppose, right? Is mm, that it's gonna, so. um, it makes that gap seem so much bigger. Mm. Um, it makes you probably lose belief in yourself motivation that you're time. capable of ever getting to that point. point. Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, like that you're ever, like that's, I imagine that's probably one of the really big struggles for someone that's relatively new to the sport. They come in, they jump on Instagram, they say they've done the sport for a year and they're like, cool, I want to give this a really good crack. Mm. Jump on Instagram and they look at like where everybody else is at, they look at where they're at and that gap just seems yeah. probably so gigantic huge. that probably you start questioning yourself, you start lacking belief in what you're capable of and mm. then yeah, you probably do question the whole process and whether it's worth it or not. Yeah, I feel like as a gym owner, that's one of the probably one of the toughest things that we have to navigate, and that's you know take social media and, and any kind of social media um, completely out of it. People walk into class and they're quite new, or you know a lower level, intermediate, upper level beginner athlete, and they see other people swinging around on the rig and mm -hmm. lifting heavy weights and stuff. That comparison is instantaneous. They don't even need to go on social media for that. Yeah, um, you walk into the gym and then you lining up to do your, your cleans and the girl next to you is cleaning 115 kgs yeah. that's gonna um, make you really question really your confidence <laughs> yeah especially sure. as a male standing next to a female you're like what this yeah. isn't how it's meant to be yeah um and so yeah i can definitely see how it affects people in um in that regard and so we've established it's not much positive that comes from it um can you see any positives in coming from it 
Oh yeah, uh, yes, one hundred percent. Like the com- the competition side of things is is quite positive in regards to um, I guess just not letting it have a, a negative effect on your you know i.e. chasing somebody um, rather than than using it as a negative effect, turning it around, going um, you know if I keep doing what I'm doing to on this path, I can be at that so level inspiration. At yeah, hundred percent inspiration. So um, looking at people that are like that are doing it in front of you and saying if they've done it then why can't I do it yeah, okay, yeah. So well, I want to do that I want to, I want to be able to do that I want to get to that point yeah and so there's the inspirational side from it and so that, I think that's one of the like, methods that we would recommend that people do use to get to that point yeah um, then you've got I suppose like it will help you identify where your gaps are mm. the same so if you want to get more of like a nuanced sort of way when you look at like the best athletes and the top athletes and you see what they're capable of, the things that they can do, mm. it can identify the things that, uh, it can help cl- create that path a little bit clearer for what to expect of yourself eventually. Yeah, And no, so, so you're taking that um, comparison, you're saying they're there, I'm here, this is what I'm missing and this is this is how I'm gonna get there. And, I, okay, yeah, and then there's that. And so if you're gonna take that another le- level deeper um, comparison, uh, this is actually something that I often work with athletes on, um, and it's a it's a technique called um, mirroring, and it's where you take someone who's achieved what you want to achieve, and you mirror the actions that they used, uh, actions, habits, character traits that they used and developed to get to where they are, and start to try to form them yourself. Yep. Now, key thing that I said there was actions habits and character traits not results and so by just saying to yourself I need to be able to do 10 unbroken ring muscle ups to get to that next level that's not going to do anything mm. right? that's that's a good intention it's a good goal but it's not going to actually lead to any result yes. whereas if you can look at those athletes and kind of compare yourself uh, the way that they live their lives to how you live your life then you can start to get a bit of picture of what's missing in your life yep and so, for example, if you see that they're doing their rehab, that they're doing their skill work, that they're doing their um, recovery days, like getting eight strength hours work, that they're getting their sleep, which you're probably not going to see on Instagram. No, but no. <laughs> you, hey, that, a lot of people do a day in the life. So. They, they do a day in the life. But you see all of the actions that they're taking starting to uh, see what actions that you're not taking and making that comparison in that regard Mm. could be a beneficial way for you to uh, bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And it's not necessarily a case of just adding things for the sake of adding things, but seeing what things you need in your life and then applying those to you. hey, maybe this person does food prep. Maybe that's something that you need to start looking at doing. Maybe this person tracks their nutrition to make sure they're eating adequately. Maybe this person um, uses some sort of like intra-workout nutrition um, for big sessions. Mm. Maybe that's something you could use. So there can be super positive benefits from the comparison if you're using it appropriately um, and not using it from a um, perspective that allows you to that gets you demotivated, mm. I suppose. Yeah, I think that's a huge one, and I, I do that often. I've got a couple of people that I follow on Instagram um, that are still um, 
kind of like me in the regards to where they're old. Yeah, they are older. Yes, they run businesses and they still are not high level athletes, but they're still pretty engrossed in mm. in training hard and and um, and doing the fitness thing. And I follow a lot of their stuff, and it gives me personally motivation to, um, and also dads as well, be a dad and still be um, 100% all in with the business and still train hard because that's my, my number one like bedrock that I won't budge on and mm. manage all of that. And I find that quite motivating for me, um, obviously, to know that it can be done. So, yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a great tool. So, so there's positives and there are negatives, but it's make understanding how to utilize the positives and how to uh, avoid the negatives. So let's kind of dive into some specific focuses. First of all, so what would be your first recommendation to someone who is finding themselves comparing themselves, sorry, finding themselves comparing to others either in the gym or on social media and it's having a negative effect on their mentality or their performance or whatever? If something negative is happening from it. My number one thing would be recognize where you are currently at, and that means taking a critical look at that and then embracing your own journey or your own personal journey and where you're at. Could you elaborate on that? Like how, how would someone do that in kind of like uh, in actions? Well, uh, let's say a, a, a person that's done CrossFit for you know five months or six months or whatever comes and joins a gym and sees um, you know a couple of our higher level athletes doing whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's taking a step back and going, "Hey, I'm not quite at that level yet. I'm not even going to watch those guys, or if I do, it's for motivation, and inspiration, and I'm going to just keep continuing on my path and where I'm at." working on whatever I've got it is mm. to work on um, yep. when I come into class. It's cool that they're doing that stuff, but I'm not quite there yet. And my journey is going to look a little bit different because I'm at the point of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, then let's go social media. So do you think it's delete social media altogether? Do you think it's um, if you're finding that you've got people who aren't are causing you problems, you just unfollow their accounts? What are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, maybe it's um, limiting the social media exposure. Um, and if you're not going to do that, it's um, having the cognitive ability to have a mindset shift on who and what you're following and why you're following that person mm. when you're on social media um, rather than, you know, as we've just talked about for the last 20 minutes, letting it have a negative effect, maybe changing that mindset and using it as a positive tool or as yeah. a motivating tool to be able to kind of change that mindset a wee bit the algorithm's tricky though man yeah I know it is <laughs> some of the shit that pops up on my page yeah, but like, how do you know that I was interested in that yeah we're going to get cooked after this podcast too <laughs> yeah. with our phones right by uh, us so. they've been listening to us yeah. we're going to start putting up all these fit athletes making us feel bad 100% um, okay, does that so, kind of make sense yeah so limiting your exposure if it's not bringing you joy if it's not helping you uh, remove it if it's not you're not learning from it get rid of it Yeah. so trying to just uh cull or curate your social media experience mm. for the positive yeah all right um then yeah my one i think is going to be a big one on the mindset shift of what you were kind of talking about um but not how can you use it in a positive way mm. um how can you switch it from that person so much better than me what's the point yeah to I want to be. I want to get to that point. I want. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Mm. Um, how could I incorporate that? Do I need to incorporate that? Mm. Um, 
and looking at looking at, at the positive aspects that you could take potentially to aid you and it's it's not a matter of like making you feel guilty because you don't do every single thing on the list that they're doing but just as a as a learning lessons from them yeah. using them in that and I suppose this is going down like kind of another rabbit hole here um, but I'll touch on it because I think it's important um, it's understanding where you are in your life and so you mentioned earlier like someone who's new to the gym um, like if you've got other responsibilities or values or um, your identity is so much more than just a CrossFit athlete mm. let's say for example you're a mother or a father um, you're a provider to your family um, you've got other responsibilities in your life and then you're comparing yourself to people who don't have those mm. um, who are full-time athletes mm. Um, that's a really unfair expectation to put on yourself yeah. um, and you're setting yourself up for a life of misery yeah, for sure. if you're constantly comparing your results to those people yeah. and I wouldn't even compare actions with those people so I'd go against everything I said and make sure that the people that you are comparing yourself to are people who are in similar situations to you yes. yeah. and so going for example I'm just going to use a generic one I'm going to say mother who works full time mm. And if you're comparing yourself to a 20-year-old girl who trains three hours a day in her uni breaks, yeah. that's so unfair to be yeah, pretty. Yeah, for sure. And try to do all the actions that she's doing, it's ridiculous. Mm. Like, a little bit of common sense is required here. And, but if there's another mother out there who also works full-time, who's getting better results than you, then maybe you can say, hey... What is she doing and how is mm. she doing it? How could I incorporate those things into my life? What in that aspect would benefit me? Yeah. Um, because you're comparing apples and apples rather than apples and oranges, yeah, right? Of and so that that has some, some sense to it. So mm. I just want to be quite clear on that to not take the uh, kind of advice that I was uh, giving uh, the wrong yeah. way. No, I mean, we, we did mention that. We said, you know, like yeah. briefly... You know, recognizing where you are at in your yeah. journey, and that is and who you are, and who you are exactly. So that yeah. goes in exactly. And so who your identity is. is. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's super valuable and super important um, to just recognize those specifics to your life. Yeah. Um, and then really, the the last thing that I would kind of um, suggest, and I've, I've said this before on multiple podcasts, and I say it almost every week when checking in with athletes, is you. It's far more powerful to reflect on how far you've come than how far you've got to go. Because by reflecting on how far you've come, you're going to realize how much progress you've actually made, mm. how much work you've actually put in, and like you should be extremely proud of that. And Whereas if you're looking at how far you feel like you've got to go, that can be a daunting road. Mm. And so it's just putting one foot in front of the other, just getting to that next step on your journey rather than trying to jump all the way to that finish line. Yes, no, I agree. Yeah. And so do you have anything uh, finally that you'd like to add to the people out there? Any takeaway notes? Um, not really. I just uh, I like the saying, comparison is a thief of joy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we've talked about some positive ways that you know comparison is really good for us as humans, but I also think we've touched really well on some of the negative things. Mm. And um, 
and I think, uh, as Zach just mentioned before, a, a real shift in mindset can have a, a really positive effect on your training and, and your journey as a, as a CrossFit athlete, or even as a human in general. Awesome. There you have it from the G-Wizzy and Z. Thank you very much, everyone, and we'll catch you again soon. Cheers, team. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review, and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.